Hey guys, welcome back to the Miller Mix. I'm Chris. And I'm Shot. And today we're going to be talking about conflict. Conflict and conflict management. Hmm. What are your thoughts on conflict? Hmm. Like when you hear conflict, what comes to mind? Big rocks. <laughs> Big rocks, well, being felt. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Say more. That's just so funny. That's the person that comes to mind for real. Um, just a disagreement. Two people are not on the same page. Mm-hmm. They are not running in the same direction. There's a difference in opinion. All those things come to mind as well when I think about the word conflict. Okay. Yeah, when I think about conflict, I think about arguing a lot of the times. I also think about people raising their voices. Um Funny enough, you said big rocks, but I don't usually think about fighting when talking about conflict. That's um, probably because of where you grew up. I guess. Mm. You were quite sheltered. You weren't cultured in the um, ghetto. So where you grew up, you would say that if two or more persons had conflict, a fight would have broken? Yes. Okay. That's normal. Yeah, I don't necessarily see the reasoning behind why it won't be possible to resolve without fighting. And that's interesting because that goes back to how you were cultured and how you were raised. You Correct. were very sheltered and it was not. So big rocks and cutlass and cussing out and quarreling and saying that's normal. Like you just know that two people having a go at it, that's normal. Or it was normal. So would you say there was ever an instance where you were having conflict and you big rock? No. <laughs> <laughs> not today at least. <laughs> No, I've never, I've never uh, been in a conflict situation. I use big rocks, mm. not physical ones, at least. So we use my mouth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so as we transition, let's talk a bit about what shapes how we deal with conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, you said big rocks, but. When it comes to a situation where you have to deal with conflict and managing conflict, what would you say shapes the way you deal with conflict today? Self-awareness. Okay. And I say self-awareness because you need to, one, understand where you came from in terms of how you were cultured. And we would have touched a bit about that in last episode when we spoke about family of origin. Mm -hmm. So there's not everything in your family of origin that you need to take on as the way of life. And for me, managing conflict was one of those things. So uh, I would have seen conflict situations in my family, outside of my family, as I said, like in the gap, if somebody, you know, having a go at it, yeah. Uh, But personally, that was not how I wanted to deal with conflict. Mm -hmm. And so I had to become self-aware. But if this is how you are seeing XYZ handle this situation, well, how would you want to handle it? And for me, uh, I found, I I still don't mind having a go at it because I feel like there's... A go at conflict. Yeah. I feel like, yes. Okay. (laughs) I feel like there's room for that, but it has to be to some end. Mm -hmm. Um, And even in our marriage, I would ask you that a lot. Okay, like, to what end? What end is... (laughs) Like, what's the purpose of this conversation? And then if I can't figure out what the end is, to me, it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Like, I just wasted my time, wasted my energy. And um, 
that that influenced or it shaped rather how I dealt with conflict. Um, so yeah, I'm now that I'm married, I'm like working on not raising my voice because you don't hear me when I get louder. Um, I am working on just taking time to process. Even though I think I'm the, the quicker processor between the two of us. I agree. But sometimes just saying, well, you know, I need, like, give me 10 minutes or give me a half an hour, let me come back, allows me to not only process, but work through and navigate how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Because conflict is not only words uh, or actions. Um, but it is also emotional mm-hmm. uh, process. And so that is my approach to conflict. It affects the verbal, it affects the nonverbal, it affects your thoughts, it affects the emotions. And I try my best as much as possible to process all of those things. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say quick, 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 but in the fastest way possible because right. now somebody else is waiting on my Response. verdict. Correct. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, it didn't come, it didn't happen overnight. I'm sure you will share because he always used to tell me, why you gotta be so loud and you don't need to get on like this. And I'm just like, I just trying to get to the end of the situation. Like if you would talk, if you would communicate, if you would let me into where you are, then you won't need to argue. But I don't know what, oh my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, so that's my take. That's my take on conflict. Conflict is an area you also need to mature in, or conflict management rather is an area everybody needs to mature in because it doesn't only happen in relationships. It can happen on a job. It can happen with your children. It can happen. It could happen with at a stranger. Church. It could happen at church. It could happen anywhere because there's not there is not a perfect situation when where everyone is on the same page all the time Correct. you know and it's so critical that you know how to manage yourself in those situations and how not to become over disrespectful whether to your boss or to your leader at church or to your wife or whoever you don't want to um traumatize your children you don't want to um get paint a picture for them that is not very realistic i would say um and you want to be able to teach them life skills okay but this is how i'm feeling right now but this is how we navigate you know Mm -hmm. you don't only want them to see the big blow up but you want them to be able to manage the process right so yeah that i think yeah i think it's just a growing process agree yeah definitely agree so yeah tell me about your opinion on conflict okay um where conflict is concerned, as you said, I came up pretty sheltered. Um, my mother was a fighter, so she was one who more so runs the conflict. And if there's conflict, um, she is more so the person that is ready to get to the meat of the matter, um, even if that means offense occurs. But when you say run to conflict, like, can you explain that? So when I say run to um I mean, it's the opposite of run away from. Because, you know, there are two types. Well, there are probably more than two types of conflict personalities. But the two major ones are conflict avoiders and conflict fighters. So the avoiders are persons who would run away from conflict at all costs. Right. um, Keeping the peace at all costs. If it's the case that this conversation is going to create some measure of contention, I am not having it. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to push it under the rug and 
whatever will be, will be. Yeah. On the opposite end of the spectrum are the fighters. Persons who are more likely to run to conflict are persons who might feel more comfortable embracing conflict or have yes. a healthy view of conflict. Right, yeah, that 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 I can agree with. Because when you say run to conflict, it's like, yeah, fight, I did. But really and truly, it is just... I think that might be another type of personality, too. Yeah. Like people who just won... <laughs> Stir up, yeah, right, yeah, right. But you're saying that the fighters are those who are more open to having those hard conversations and not running away from it in a moment. Yeah, right. So that was my parents, and I think that shaped a lot of my conflict story. Mm -hmm. And I more gravitated towards my dad's side very early as it pertains to conflict. So I was very much an avoider. What Um, do you think that is? I'm very passionate about people, Mm -hmm. and. There were times in my life where I saw persons being unfeared mm-hmm. because of conflict. Right. And I thought that the best route was, okay, if it's a case that we keep the peace at all times, the peace must be kept. Even if that means, like, suppressing your own emotions? Correct. Yes. Wow. That was very much my thought process. Um, but after a while, you start to realize how much baggage you start to accumulate when you start to suppress suppress over and over and over again yeah um and there are some issues that if you never get them resolved they just keep reoccurring and reoccurring um, which is not healthy and doesn't lead to personal progression in your life Mm -hmm. um so as time progressed i really had to change my outlook on conflict it's more of a case now where i don't have an issue with conflict because i know that conflict is not a bad thing um, what's most important is how you manage conflict. Um, so managing your emotions, managing your tone, and a lot of other stuff that comes with managing conflict is what's most important at the end of the day. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, <laughs> it's so easy because in a moment there just now, I went to say, teach me your ways, wise one. When you said, you know, you saw people being unfair and you just felt like the best way was to avoid conflict at all costs. But on... On second thought, I'm like, no, I actually don't want to shy away from conflict because I want problems to be solved. Uh, And so, yes, I agree that just managing the process, which is not easy, by the way. Mm -hmm. And later in the episode, uh, we will get into how we actually have conflict over doing this episode. It's crazy. Um, (laughs) Like, it's Conflict over the conflict episode? It's hilarious. Uh, but yes, I agree that management management is key. And the first step to managing conflict is being self-aware. So if you know that you're a flipper, like... What is my, a flipper? My temperament was very flippish initially. So it was like... Flipper you, and flippish. You, you, want, you want to have an argument? Well, let me go because I can process quick. My mouth is just as fast and I have no issues telling you exactly what is on my mind. Mm-hmm. Right? But... Because I was quick to the argument didn't necessarily mean that I was equipped to handle the argument or to manage myself in the argument. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I had to learn early in our marriage because like one day Chris pulled me aside and he was like, sometimes the way that you speak to me or the things that you tell me, like it hurts me. And I was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? I just be telling you the truth. And he was like, yeah, I know you've been telling me the truth, but it's just how you say it. It's just cut me. And, like, 
honestly, that changed my perspective on delivery, mm -hmm. which is another form of management. But I knew that it was a sore spot for him, you know, growing up. And I didn't want to emulate that part of his story in our marriage. Mm -hmm. And so that's how just management on a whole became so critical for me. So I had to then reassess myself. Okay, why are you responding this way? Why is your patience so thin when it comes to this thing? Why, you know, ask the why questions, the whole questions. But when you do this, how does it make him feel? Because no, it's not just about me, but it's about him. It's about uh, the culture in our house. It's about, yes, having a family of origin, but creating the Miller family of origin and what we want to establish as the culture of our home and then what our children are going to come into. And those are things that you have to think about before the children come come along, you know. Uh so, yeah, I just said all that to say that management is so, 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 so important. And then understanding your conflict story as well. Everybody would have seen some measure of conflict growing up, mm -hmm. but understanding understanding where you came from and what you want to work towards is also really critical in helping you determine the importance of management. So because, like, for me, for example, I came, I grew up in what many Bajans will call a ghetto, Mm -hmm. um, and there was a particular lifestyle that was a part of the ghetto, right? So as I told you earlier, like big rocks, cutlasses, police, whatever, that's normal. Like mm -hmm. if they got big basa basa, <laughs> it is normal to see those things. But growing, growing up and coming into my own, I realized very early, yes, that's what my view of conflict was but that's not what I want it to be no so mm -hmm. what do I need to do to activate a different path for me in terms of conflict management so understanding where you came from is important and also making the point that for yourself really the point that where you came from doesn't necessarily have to determine or dictate how you manage um, conflict or your outcome in any sphere of your life is super crucial mm-hmm yeah yeah I want to answer a question um before me was there anybody that told you about how you manage conflict as it relates to your tone or your lack of patience in a given situation um was that the case or was it me that caused you to have a like come to Jesus moment nah, no <laughs> trust <laughs> Trust. No, I definitely would have had those experiences before, even with like conflict in my family. Mm -hmm. um, I have family members tell me that like my mouth real fast and you always quit to respond. You always got plaster for every sore. And I'm like, I really not trying to plaster no sore. I just telling you what is on my mind. Right. Um, so yes, you weren't the first. Mm -hmm. I had those experiences in my family before. I had misunderstandings where... Um, the dynamic in Caribbean households is I'm the parent, you're the child. When I speak, you listen and you don't talk back. Mm -hmm. I guess you could say I was a rebel in that instance because I felt like my voice had a place. I felt like I needed to say what was on my mind. And so that created a lot of conflict. So I, I did have the whole, um, you don't have enough patience and you don't have this and you don't have that. And quite personally, some people just, just like to argue. Some people just like to go on and on. Were you and that person? No. <laughs> no. 
some people that just like to argue and, and mellow out the thing and this is okay, but I understand how you feel. Let us get to the conclusion. Mm-hmm. After we got married, there were some days I was just like, no, I can drag this out. And I can drag this out. And I can drag this out. And I can drag this out. <laughs> Used to me. Yeah, I can drag this out. But um, you grow and, and you learn. Mm-hmm. What, I, what I would say on that is try to learn how to package your delivery in a way that doesn't cut the person that is receiving it, that doesn't dice them up. Because at the end of conflict, you need a resolution. Right. Having conflict without a resolution is futile. Mm-hmm. If there's conflict, there needs to be a resolution. If there's no resolution, it means that the conflict is still brewing. And as much as you may not be talking about it, you may not um, approach the person with an attitude or whatever, deep down the inside, it's still gnawing at you. And if that's the case, then a resolution needs to be had. Correct. So packaging the delivery to your receiver and understanding your receiver too is so critical. So when I realized that you had a hard time hearing what I was saying because I was getting louder and then you linked it back to stuff that you would have experienced in your childhood, the late bulb went off in my head like, aha, that's it. So in order for him to hear me, I can't go above this decibel. Does it always work? No. Mm-hmm. But I'm getting there. <laughs> but I'm getting there, right? It's just understanding um, understanding you and packaging your delivery and then also understanding the person that uh, will be receiving what it is Correct. you are yeah. delivering. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, all conflict needs to lead to a solution. But also, just as important as a solution... Um, is the process. Because if it's a case that you both come to a solution or a resolution together and the process is handled poorly, um, it le- it can lead to two things. It can lead to another issue being birthed because of how the process was handled, mm-hmm. or it can lead to the person you're having conflict with wanting to retract and not wanting to have that conflict with you anymore mm-hmm. uh, when certain situations come up because of how the process is handled yes yeah let's go into a bit about the our conflict story in this regard to preparing this episode Mm -hmm. um so christopher we had the opportunity to share um our conflict story and just basically do like a presentation to um a core of our friends recently and chris prepared and he did a really good job put everything together and I was so impressed because usually he's like, well, babe, you do it and baby this. And he took the reins and he got it done. I was like, yes. But anyhow, uh, so we had part one. And then for part two, I wasn't feeling well. I was really feeling under the weather and I fell asleep. Right. And he he woke me up and he was like. You need to get up and come because the session is about to start. I told you, you can't go in your bed. No, 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 no. Let me tell my story. Okay, you can tell your story. He woke me up and I was so mad. I was like, but can you just let the others know that I'm not feeling well? And I send my apologies, but I know that you can handle it. He was like, all right, no problem. I fall back off to sleep. Then in like a few (laughs) minutes, I feel he tapping me again. But babe, the session is going to start now. I do not have to tell y'all that I flipped because one, I wasn't feeling well. So I already communicated. He's the king of communication, guys. Here we go. I already communicated how I was feeling, right? Two, he knew I wasn't feeling well. Then he proceeds to tell me, because I was I was um lying down in our chair, in the chair in our 
living, living room. room. And he's like, well, you have two options. You can sleep there or you can go into bed and sleep. And I was like, what kind of funny business you get on with it? I am resting myself. I'm trying to recuperate. You only want me to get up so that I could come and sit down to you. But then we got to the root of the issue. And the root of the issue is that he wasn't feeling like 100% confident if I wasn't there with him live and direct. Even though I told him, you disagree? No, I agree with you. Oh, There's just a though, certain dynamic um, or flavor that you actually put me. I in. agree. I agree that I feel a flavor. I saw your value. Uh, good. Even when you were asleep. Hold on. But, but when you woke. <laughs> <laughs> but there is value in my rest. It's true. And so he was being selfish in that moment. And I told him that I was like, you are being selfish right now. You only want what you want, how you want it. And you're not considering how this affecting me. And he was like, that is not true. That is not true. And da, 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 he started. I was like, but if it wasn't true, then you would have let me sleep. Okay. <laughs> if it wasn't true, then you would have let me sleep. Right? But yeah, so, in that instance, I, I was wrong. I should have just let her sleep. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but this is just an example to say that that's it, that's how easy conflict can start because how he just let me slept and he went ahead with the presentation. I am sure everything would have gone well because he had everything prepared. But because he wanted what he wanted and he projected his wants onto me without even considering what I was dealing with, bram, we had conflict mm -hmm. because no, we weren't on the same page any longer, even though there was communication to say, well, I'm not feeling well. Please let the others know. He agreed. Then he came back and said, but the session is starting shortly. Mm -hmm. um, so it's as easy as that sometimes, you know. It, we just weren't on the same page at that point in time. Correct. Granted, I ended up pushing through and um, attending the session, which happened to come off well, as I said it would. Um, but it was the dynamic just was, like, it was just rough. It was just rough. At that point in time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. But we were able well. to resolve it quickly and get what we had to do done. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, thanks for balling me out. You're welcome. Darling. With pleasure. Okay. So my next question is, what are some situations or things that can provoke conflict in relationships? And when I say relationships, I mean marriages. I mean persons who might be in relationships. I mean friendships. What do you think are some things that might provoke conflict in situations. Well, I mentioned, I actually mentioned some of them just now indirectly. Um, but just having unmet expectations, uh, having expectations that aren't communicated and then you want that the other person fulfills that expectation, but they don't know. So then there's confusion that causes conflict. Uh, when somebody's dead wrong, they don't want to admit they're wrong, right. that causes conflict. When somebody is absolutely right and they're fighting that they're right without taking the highway to say, you know what, we can just agree to disagree on this and we could regroup and push past. Sometimes being right and fighting for the fact that you're right could also cause conflict, you know? Correct. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? It could just be, sometimes it could be like an emotional, like for me, if, and the, well, let me hold to put this. If I am menstruating, Mm -hmm. Just to be real, if I'm menstruating or my period, goodbye. My period <laughs> is coming. Um, I find that I become more sensitive, would be the best word to use, mm -hmm. or heightened, right? 
And so there are things that may not usually affect me that affect me. So if Chris says he's going to do X, but he doesn't do X in a particular time, I'm like, but you just said you were going to do it. Whereas on a normal day, I would just be like, all right, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's that. So I would probably classify that as a natural cause. Like if a female is menstruating, she's feeling a bit more emotional, that can cause conflict. Um, That's about three or four. I would say those are some areas that conflict could arise yeah i'll say an area that conflict could arise is when the desire of one person um is very different to the needs of the relationship so say for example um if it's a case that the desire for me is to go and hang out with my boys um till whatever time i want Mm -hmm. rather than the desire of the relationship being this is supposed to be the day we have our weekly date night mm-hmm. um, and spend time together. That is where conflict can occur because there are two different realities. One reality is personal and one reality is for the relationship. And when those are different and those are on the same page and those meet together, that's where conflict can occur as well. Right. I could agree. Um, I was thinking more so along the lines of friendships too. Sometimes misunderstandings can cause conflict. Uh, if it is that one person misunderstands somebody else and there's no clarity to explain what was intended, that can also be an area that causes conflict in friendships. Mm-hmm. Outgrowing people could Correct. be an area that causes conflict in friendships too. And it's not to say that people are disposable or can be easily disposed that's not what i'm saying Mm -hmm. but the reality of the situation is that you end up outgrowing some circles some friendships and if it is that those within the circle still don't necessarily understand where you're heading then it's like oh but you don't want to roll with me you don't want to talk to me you know why you don't come around no more and it's not that I no longer like you. It's just that my life is now heading in a different direction. And mm-hmm. so that can cause conflict and misunderstanding as well. Yeah, agreed. All right, so let's talk about some tips when tackling conflict. Um, what do you think are some tips that would help when conflicts and conversations occurs or with conflict management? Mouth management. Mouth management. I feel the anointing on that one. Say more. Jesus. Mm. Mm. mouth management (laughs) mouth management is learning how to control your tongue there's not everything that you need to respond to immediately and there are some things that you don't need to respond to at all let me explain so the expectation could be set and communicated Mm -hmm. however for some reason, there's noise in the message channel and the message becomes lost. Person A decides to flip off and go on a rampage. Person B could decide in that moment to manage their mouth. Meaning, not flip off, not join the whole rah-rah and flip off. And or two, ask for time to process, step away from the situation and come back. Mm-hmm. No, am I saying that you're going to be able to walk away from every situation? Not necessarily because, you know, things happen in real time. Um, but I think understanding and practicing mouth management 
is super critical to tackling conflict because not everything that comes to mind needs to come out of your mouth. Correct. Preaching to myself here. Help me, Lord. Indeed. Help. What are you trying to say? Help me, Lord. <laughs> yeah, everything that comes to mind doesn't need to come out of your mouth. So mouth management, I think, is a really good place to start. Um, self-awareness, which I mentioned earlier. Just being aware of yourself, knowing what your tipping points are. If you're reaching your tipping point, then the onus is on you to communicate that you're reaching your tipping point. Um, because only you can control that. People will Correct. poke you and, you know, um, persuade is not the word I want. What's the provoke. word I want? Provoke. That's it. Good job, babe. People will provoke you. But only you can control your tipping point. So that's also a key tip on how to manage conflict. So, yeah, so those would be some tips that I think are good places to start for when you encounter conflict. What, what are some of your thoughts? Some of my thoughts for tackling conflict. Um, one, Tips and tricks. A tip that comes to mind is defining the rules of engagement mm. um, when having conflict especially in relationships and marriages. What are rules of engagement? So rules of engagement are things that you both need to determine and talk about before conflict happens. So if it's a case that conflict is happening, these are the things that I will not say. Um, these are words I will not use. These are actions that we will not do um, if it's a case when conflict is occurring. So let me give an example of rules of engagement. So say the example is if we're in a public place and there is something that my partner does that upsets me, one of our rules of engagement might be we are not going to engage conflict in a public setting. We're going to wait till we get into a private setting to deal with conflict. If it's a case that the conflict is engaged in that public setting, even though we set the rule of engagement of it not being in a public setting, one of those things has been broken. Another example would be Okay, we are both not going to raise our voices above a certain decibel when having conflict. If it's a case that we are very upset with each other, we will take some time apart to process our emotions, process our feelings, think about what we want to say and how we want to say it. And after that, we can have a conversation about how we're going to tackle the conflict and make sure that we both adhere to the rules of engagement. Um, another topic on... Conflict, or another tip where conflict is concerned, I think, will be to listen to understand. Because when conflict is happening, most of the times, we're usually listening to be understood. Um, whereas... Or listening to respond. That too. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas, if we would take a few seconds, maybe five to ten seconds, to just listen, to hear and understand what that person is saying, by doing that, it can definitely be a case where we can get clarity on what the person is saying and what they want us to understand and then being able to communicate an answer that is suitable for them, which will bring some measure of conflict resolution to the situation. Gotcha. Yeah. So another tip that comes to mind is watching your tone during conflict. Conflict is usually 7% verbal and 93% nonverbal. So it might be a case where somebody is saying something with their mouth, but based on how 
they are reacting based on what their nonverbals are saying, um, based on their attitude when delivering the content of what's happening during conflict. It can be saying something totally opposite to what is actually being said verbally. What do you think about tone, darling? The Lord is still working on me, y'all, where tone is concerned. The pass. You pass? Yeah, that's my response. The Lord is still working on me. Christopher talks to me about my tone a lot. Um, while we're having conflict, he's like, you need to lower your tone or you need to watch your tone. I'm just like, Jesus help me. So what are practical ways that you think you can work on your tone when having conflict? Just watch it. And by watch it, I mean literally. I feel like a lot of things for me happen in my mind before it happens in reality. So again, if I feel like I'm reaching my tipping point, the onus is on me to just dial back because if I go over my tipping point, I probably, I am more likely to scream or to holler. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, just being self-aware. At least doing your best to try to be more self-aware uh, where your tone is concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another tip I th- do think is very important would be Leah said your right to win. Um, oh, because <laughs> she said, oh, dear. Because <laughs> a lot of the times um, you, want, you never want to lose when having conflict. Why not? Because. I definitely don't know. In my brain. You want to lose when having conflict? No, in my brain, I'm just like. I need this to end, and I need a resolution, right? Even if that means you're wrong? Even if it means I'm wrong. But even if it means I'm wrong, I'm explaining to you and expressing to you how I feel about the situation. Right. So even if I'm wrong, you still don't know how you feel. Okay. I said what I said. Okay. (laughs) You still don't know how you feel. Um, But there have been times I've gone into arguments in our house, and it was like, well, I arguing, I know I write, and I going die hard that I write. And what about the moments when you knew you were wrong? I ain't talking about that. And you catch yourself mid confident like, I, I wrong, but I can still argue strong. <laughs> let's let's talk about that. Uh, you do have those moments too, but you have to humble yourself and realize there's not every argument you're gonna win. And who's to say that you need to win in any case? Both you. In the context of marriage, both you and your partner are on the same team. Yes, you may have a disagreement right now, but at the end of the day, y'all are on the same team. So, ain't about who right and who wrong. Or is it about who's right or wrong? I still walking out that battle. I walking out that battle with the Lord. Because sometimes, sometimes Chris is be wrong. And he's do bear junk and it's just be like, but you're wrong. But he never does that to me, which is grace. Mm. Mm. Please move on to the next point. Lena said your right to win is very important because in the midst of having conflict, a desire to win can actually bring harm to the relationship if the conflicting conversation is not handled properly. Um, And at the end of the day, you don't want to bring harm um, to your relationship or your marriage just for the purpose of winning. It's not worth it. Uh, so yes, I do. I do think that Lena said your right to win in conflict is difficult, but it is very, very necessary. 
We had a friend of ours that told us recently that, um, like, mentally, they approach conflict as simply a disagreement and not a fight. Because if it is that they view it as a fight, then they already are creating the mentality that they need to win. They need to win the argument, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And I found that really profound because a lot of the times we think before we become and for them to say, well, if I think about it as a disagreement, I understand that a disagreement can happen with anybody at any point in time. And we may not come to an equal agreement where we're on the same page um, with the resolve, but the resolve may very well look like we can agree to disagree and that's okay. Correct. But the mere fact that you say a fight, then we're going to big rocks. <laughs> and I pull in all these stops to make sure that I win the fight. Yeah. yeah. And that challenged me too to just make sure you have the right perspective with regards to conflict because, again, you're not always going to be on the same page as your partner, as your boss, as your sibling, as your parents, as whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, but having the right perspective and working towards an end, working towards a resolution is critical. Correct. Definitely agree. Um, and having the right perspective on what conflict helps with healthy conflict, um, because a lot of persons don't usually view conflict as that of being healthy. Um, however, when it is viewed that way, I do believe that it can bring a lot of strength to relationships. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there, there might be some times, too, when persons aren't having much conflict, which can be good, but on the flip side, it can be a very telling sign that you're not going deep enough in the relationship, um, and that's why no conflict is occurring, or it can be a case where you're just avoiding um, these tough conversations because, as I said earlier, you want to keep the peace at all costs. So yeah, that's a bit on conflict and conflict resolution and conflict management. We are no experts here. I could tell you. And we are still working out day by day. <laughs> and we just want to share some tips about conflict and how we manage. Yes. Thank you for kicking it with us today. Hey, kicking it with us today. Hey, you're not feeling my rap? Not really. See, that's what conflict is about. Yeah, so that's it for the Miller Mix today and conflict. Um, we should probably tell this episode Big Rocks. I actually like that. Yeah, let's call this one Big Rocks. Big Rocks and Basa Basa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. See you on the flip side. See ya. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.